0: Welcome to Strung Out, the podcast that looks at life through the
1: lens of an artist. Your host is the artist, writer, and musician, Martin Lawrence McCormack. Now here's Marty. Welcome to Strung Out, we're in the mobile unit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Marty, we have both been kicked
1: out of our houses. I think it's amazing that both of our wives decided that... Yeah,
2: this is the right time to stay indoors, but...
1: It's not the right no time joy, to be outdoors either. No right. So we've decided that the van is going to be our mobile recording booth. And
2: this is where we live, too. <laughs> <laughs> this is a nice way of saying we're homeless now. The podcast hasn't taken off, folks. Yeah.
1: Uh, it, it hasn't taken off, and this is a mighty spacious minivan, but we are our 75th podcast, which is this officially is the 75th, even though. We've done 76 podcasts. We had a part A and part B. So I screwed that up. From now on, I'm gonna be getting these congratulations <laughs> on your 100th podcast and it'll only be my 99th. Those are first world problems. You had a good Thanksgiving and you had probably the best turkey on the block because it was done Indian style, which I think <laughs> is awesome. I thought you were going to do 10, but it ended up being something else.
2: The recipe is Malabar Turkey. It's, uh, the original recipe is for chicken, but we just, you know, doubled every <laughs> ingredient quantity to fit the turkey, but it was delicious.
1: I wish I would have brought in my film crew, <laughs> because I, I think it sounds delicious.
2: It eggs, is. So like it,
1: whole eggs and yeah. everything into the bird.
2: It's a riff of a, of a Muslim wedding dish where they stuff a goat for a wedding party but they'll stuff it with chickens, and the chickens are stuffed with eggs. We just stop at the chicken, so we don't go the whole the whole hundred.
1: I love it though. Okay, I can see the correlation, but the spices must be just out of this world.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah. So It's just a lot of Indian spices, and it works great. In Thanksgiving, it's cold. You want your turkey, which a turkey, like a chicken or a fish, needs a little bit of extra help.
1: Yes, it does, and I think the big challenge for any turkey is, everybody says, was it moist enough? Mm -hmm. So was your Malabar turkey? Yes,
2: yes. Wow. Because it had onions, the stuffing was onions and spices and raisins and cashew nuts.
1: Folks, this is not our cooking show either. (laughs) Welcome to our... (laughs) 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 Annual... Annual Thanksgiving. But there might be a rift there for next year. Yeah, it's when we are fully living in our...
2: Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to do homeless With our cooking. butane
1: With <laughs> our <laughs> solar cooker in, here in Chicago, which surprisingly yeah. today, as we're in the van, it's actually sunny outside. But I wanted to talk to you. Now it's two years of this fun pandemic. Yes. And we are about to experience the Omicron variant. It's going to make its way into this country.
2: If it has not already.
1: Yeah, it's probably here. And it looks like this is just how it's going to be from now on is that we are going to have this go on and on. I don't see any end in sight, which means that somebody like you is going to be working from home Mm -hmm. forever. And I I just wanted to get your take now that you're two years in on this. How do you like working from home? How do you like this new life?
2: To begin with, I've always enjoyed going to an office, whether it's a co-working space or an actual company office. I enjoyed the commute, just getting out of the house each day, no matter how hot or cold. So working from home was a big adjustment. You have to get out of bed and start working in your pajamas, which I'm sure some people enjoy, but it took me some adjustment. So it's been two years now doing this and... I can say that I've gotten used to it. I still feel like I have it in me to go to an office again. And, but if this is going to be a, a recurring theme in our lives now with these new variants, it looks like I'm gonna be stuck at home for a long time. So, absolutely. yeah, it's it has its pros. I save two hours of commuting time. There's money saved there, but I, and I can get a lot more done. I can hang out with my son for that extra hour in the morning and in the afternoon. You lose something when you're working from home so much. You lose, their connection with your colleagues. I I don't think my work moves as quickly as it should, just because I feel like, all right, I can always get to it tomorrow or work after hours. So it's hard to get into the work mindset when you're working from home. That's my personal opinion.
1: When you were working at the office though, did you be honest with yourself? Yeah. Was your productivity through the roof or is that just something you guilted yourself into thinking?
2: In my day job, I'm a software engineer. I work remotely. Before the pandemic, for about four years. So, I used to go to an office like space, a co working space, but I wasn't surrounded by colleagues who, or in any of that water cooler conversation or office politics or any of that stuff. And I was extremely productive because I went to a works like space, got my work done, didn't have to deal with any of the other baggage that comes with the office. With working from home, I don't have that division of space. Hmm. And so, Maybe I'm not as productive, but I, I see your point. I think if I were to work with colleagues and, and take the plunge into that full workspace experience, I probably wouldn't be as productive. I think
1: that's hard to gauge, isn't it? I would think if I was a person that had a lot of office space yeah, downtown, yeah, I would probably make the argument that productivity has to be higher at the office space.
2: That's not true. I don't think that's true anymore. I'm probably contradicting myself, though, a little bit. But I definitely think the future of work is remote now. A lot of people have had a taste of that and they just enjoy the flexibility. If you're a parent, there's no better option than working from home. You can drop your kids to school, you get the extra hour, you can run some errands. We forget how unforgiving that whole 9 to 5 is for a lot of people who at least have families. And my parents' generation, they did that for 40 years, and they see us working from home, just getting off, getting off of bed, just cleaning up a little bit, and then jumping into work. They look at us with envy. Yeah, I think
1: you're right. That mindset of, of commuting five days a week or whatever, people that have tried it since, mm-hmm. from the way I've heard of them describe it is, once they start doing it, they're exhausted.
2: Yeah.
1: My brother is one, he's a lawyer at McDonald's. And so for almost two years, McDonald's had their people working remotely. Now he has to report back downtown because the uh, McDonald's Corporation, right before the pandemic, took over the old Oprah Winfrey Studios. So that was a lot of expense and a lot of have to come in. You have to come in regardless. And he is finding getting on the train, a 90-minute commute by train, because the Chicago Northwestern no longer does express runs mm-hmm. because of the virus. And the upshot of it is he is less productive, he feels, more tired, yeah. more the stress of it. And yeah. he was wondering aloud. He was like, how could it have been that before the pandemic I was doing this and doing this with a lot of energy...
2: Yeah,
1: going back and forth, and now I'm like an old man.
2: You know, but the, the thing is, historically, people didn't commute this long for work. We were artisans who worked in our workshop, behind our in our shed in our homes, or our homes were built on top of our studios or our workshops. Our fields were nearby, so this idea that you have to go work for someone else, traveling hours by train, cooped up in a office environment, and listen to all of this background noise that's not natural this is a product of the 20th century i
1: think look at us we're in our mobile office our recording studio i'm going to be very curious to hear if you're hearing noise those are cars going by (laughs) (laughs) because this is live folks right here on this podcast we're 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 like out in the elements here yeah but if this works sandeep and i are going to do this full time we're going to be going and finding beautiful places to look out and Look over the lake, perhaps, or whatever.
2: You should probably do a show on the lack of mail spaces. The idea that just a guy could just go in and tinker with some tools or oh. record a podcast. Or just let loose a little bit.
1: Well, we can touch on that in conjunction with this because that, in some ways, does lend itself to what we're talking about. We're talking about the idea that now that the work world has been not only turned on its head, but as Sandeep alluded to, maybe kicked back to a kinder, more gentle time when the artisan slash worker worked out of their home. But uh, we're going to take a little break here, and we're going to be back on the flip side with a lot more Strung Out.
2: Hello, Strung Out listeners. This is Polly Chase with Marty Fine Art. This holiday season has me reflecting on all of Marty's terrific artwork. I have presented his unique and intriguing scratch art, charismatic graphite and pen and ink drawings, expressive watercolors and acrylic paintings, as well as his first Christmas card. Marty's newest painting on the easel, The One-Eyed Wolf, promises a charming and creative close to 2021. Why not treat yourself or a loved one to the gift of art this year? Visit the website at martinmccormack.com to pick out your very own piece of Marty Fine Art.
1: Okay, we're back. All right, so before the break, you were talking about the lack of male areas to do things. Yeah. And one thing I do hate uh, is the reference that came out pre-pandemic, the idea of man cave.
2: Right.
1: I always hated that you have to have your man cave. Where is he? He, he built himself a man cave. Right. And I thought, that's just the dumbest
2: thing. Right. I think. Because the man canes now have like big screen TVs and a pool table and... Right. It's, is that what you're against?
1: Philosophically, I'm against that kind of trappings of what it means to be a man in that sense, that you have to have the big screen TV. Neither of us watch sports. I frankly can't stand sports unless like the Bears are in the Super Bowl. And usually I find out like the day before. So I'm a horrible sports person. But what I'm saying is now with the pandemic... The people are working from home. So, the idea of a man cave, you're this thing where you need to celebrate and unwind and be in your, you know, man cave
2: primal, primal state. Yeah,
1: it's an obsolete thing as well. Uh, working from home. And I do think, though, people who work from home, like yourself, and entrepreneurial people like myself what you do need to have is some sort of personal space. So sure. my question to you is, yes. do you have that in your home?
2: I do not, no. Categorically, no. Why is that? Because modern homes are not designed for that multifunctional use space. I mean, people used to have studies. We need to be loaded to, to dedicate an entire room, wall to wall shelves of books and mahogany tables.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I realize in my house, my personal space is a roll-top desk that happens to be <laughs> in the main entrance room of the house. And during the day, Annie now is going back to work. Anya's at school. So, yeah, technically, do I have the whole place, to myself and the dog? Yeah. But do I have that, like you said, a study, the idea of a, a place where I can hang up the guitars and I know they can stay there for a year? I can work on my art without knowing that the dog's not going to knock down the easel. That mm-hmm. sort of thing. I don't have that. And I could see, instead of the notion of a man cave, this pleasure thing that yes, guys yes. have, the idea of creating, this is Bobby, what's going to be the next big thing.
0: Yeah. Is
1: that you will see a return to some sort of study. You're going to have uh, in the home. Yeah. Okay. And that might be something that somebody's going to make a lot of money on because people want the study of the future. What do you think? If you had right now your own personal space, the study of the future, what do you think it would look like to you?
2: First of all, to your point about when I said the male space, what I really meant was not a pleasure cave. It's more like someplace you could just tinker with ideas or concepts.
1: But with the door that closes behind Yeah, you?
2: some sort of okay. space that gives you some place to think. But what would the study of the future? I don't know. I'm an engineer. I like to tinker with stuff. Software some maybe circuits, robotics. I think when you are working intensely, you're thinking about something, you're in that kind of flow state. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so as an engineer, that's what I enjoy doing is trying to write new technologies or new softwares or just tinkering with what's out there.
1: The question to you, Sandeep, is yeah. let's have a little fun with this and say yeah. we're going to design new cubicle of the future, so to speak. Sure. Which is the home cubicle. Yeah. Because... The work zone is not going to return to the way it is. So now we're on the cutting edge of designing Mm -hmm. Sandeep Gopal's workspace. How big does it need to be? Does it need to be like five feet by five feet?
2: Yeah, I think modest is good. Modest? Yeah, because most guys will fill up every inch of horizontal space the less stuff there is the less clutter
1: and when I hear somebody talk about a man cave and you're not talking about it but just in general right. those things are obsolete I think because really it's it's just a lot of wasted space dedicated to crap yeah I you know, completely agree. with a large screen
2: TV absolutely
1: could it be argued then that like our cubicle of the future you could basically create something out of an existing room in the house,
2: maybe a basement, a small nook, perhaps. any place that allows some sort of privacy where you could drown out the noise perhaps mm-hmm. or the fact that the door is closed lets people know, hey, you're busy, you're working on something. It allows you to f- spend hours of focused effort, like deep work, that's what they call it.
1: If you're that kind of person too, mm-hmm. because right, I'm right. thinking like my wife Annie, she has an apothecary downstairs, okay, dedicated office space that she doesn't use
2: okay you know (laughs) maybe i would i'll rent it for a few bucks a month
1: i find this interesting because like today we're in the mobile unit because she has her computer out on the the dining room table
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and working from there and i myself if i had the chance i'd probably go for a room where i could lock the door Mm -hmm a dedicated space where I could put everything, like I said, without any worry of it being physically harmed or destroyed. I I think that's part of the challenge that's going to be facing workforces going forward. People that have an ability to isolate themselves and work on their stuff are gonna prosper in this new world.
2: Yeah, And, and I agree that this is going to be the next big design trend though, because a lot of people are moving from big cities for bigger houses they're working remotely but they're going to need some sort of creative uh, space that you know energizes them
1: and reminds like, going back to that 19th century notion of the the english lord having his study maybe their studies were the size of our, our houses, our houses yeah. however like an area that just is comfortable yeah. and you like you said gets you into that mode And there, I think there's where the productivity is going to go for a lot of people because they will have that individual alone space. But getting back to the idea, if you're the kind of person that needs to be a social person, Mm -hmm. you're in trouble basically working from home.
2: Sure. I hear you. Uh, A lot of people have chosen professions that give them face-to-face interaction. They feed off that. And people who are natural-born salesmen, musicians who feed off a live audience, social workers who like to, or if you're a therapist who likes to see, engage your patient by the sort of, the way they move their body, the way they speak. I think uh, this is a big disadvantage, so right. I can only empathize with you know people. And maybe technologies of the future will make that we will fix that too we're talking about the metaverse where you're in 3d and you can project yourself who knows
1: well it's a brave new world let's pause on that thought and when we come back on the other side we can continue to talk about this idea of the the brave new world of working from home and the artisan life for everyone is really what it's what it isn't it you're listening to strung out Go to martinmccormack.com and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get the latest blog from Marty, information about upcoming podcasts, and what's happening in the gallery. That's martinmccormack.com. Everybody wants their car to go
0: faster than the rest. Everybody wants their car to go faster than the rest Everybody has an elephant That wants to be relevant Everybody wants their phone to have the latest apps Everybody wants their phone to have the latest apps Everybody has an elephant That wants to be relevant Gotta come to terms with the pack of dubs. Gotta come to terms with the pack of dubs. Gotta come to terms with the pack of dubs. Gotta come to terms with the pack of dubs. All about them Everybody thinks the story Is all about them Everybody has an elephant That wants to be relevant Everybody thinks the world Revolves around them Everybody thinks the world Revolves around them Everybody has an elephant that wants to be relevant got to come to turn to the pack of got to come to turn to the pack of got to come to turn to the pack of dawn got to come to turn to the pack of them. in the room Everybody thinks their elephants are biggest in the room oh, everybody, has yeah, everybody has an elephant that wants to be relevant Yeah, everybody has an elephant that wants to be relevant Yeah, gotta come to town to the them gotta come to town to the Pachydon
1: And we're back with the final section of the show. Part of the show that Sandy loves. The, the home stretch, lead, the light at the end of, <laughs> of the tunnel. And I see you scoping out this minivan because you're thinking this could work.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, have you heard of the van life? These are yeah. young kids who have decided to just live off their vans.
1: It's funny you bring that up because you touched on something jokingly at the beginning of this podcast. It would be great if we could just take a van and do podcasts from beautiful places, that sort of thing. And maybe that's what the office of the future should be. Those people that you see would rent out like RV campers, RV America. Wouldn't it be cool if you did your mobile office? And I'm not talking about these people that sell their homes and they're off and traveling America. I'm talking about you go down to a a zip car kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But instead of having a car that you have to drive, you get like a, a camper. Sure. A portable workspace that like...
2: Yeah. I mean, so just so you know, one of Nadia's professors...
1: Full disclosure, yeah. Nadia is Sandeep's wife.
2: Wife, yeah. We've been, yeah. She's studying law, and one of her professors is living... Well, he broadcasts his classes from an RV that's outside an apple orchard. either owns the orchard or he's staying there as a guest with his family they're living in an RV and he's got this satellite internet hookup and record his classes publish them and then have one-on-one sessions sitting in his RV and then once he's done he'll go out and play with his kids at the orchard oh that sounds idyllic yeah so maybe there's an opportunity there for a smart entrepreneur to
1: I would think that There is something there. Again, I think we've already now successfully identified two trends that are going to be happening in the next year, folks, and you heard it here first Mm -hmm. on Strung Out, and that is the rise in micro-offices, micro-studies. Do you have a better term for them?
2: No, I think uh, micro-studies is is perfect.
1: So you're going to see the micro-study where maybe you have on a wall instead of that large screen tv we have one of those tranquil scenes or whatever flowing water or the artificial fireplace but the whole idea is that you have a place to yourself that enables you to be at home but yet isolated yet connected to your home and your productivity then is secure if you are type of person that loves nature wants to get out and try to let's even say if you're in a big place like chicago you could rent one of these mobile what's the term we should come up with i came up with the last one you do the next
2: one mobile offices office on the go
1: office on the go yeah wow i like that office on the go so you get one of these really neat appointed sanitized campers one of the mini ones and you are given maybe a map with different places around Chicago that have Wi-Fi hotspots with beautiful views, and let's just say you're going to work for the day from the Indiana Dunes State Park. Yeah, and so there you are. You're there. Are you commuting? Not really. You're you're doing a, a trip, a little trip that helps stimulates the uh, productivity. Sure. That those are things that I think people would probably sit up and say yeah now if i was somebody running a business like mcdonald's let's say or a big white collar business sure i could certainly see myself getting a fleet of mobile offices with that idea because a happy office worker the office world right now is going through horrible convulsions and just the loss of people working yeah. They don't want to work anymore Not because they're lazy But because they just don't want to work that way anymore It's called The Benedict. Great Resignation
2: Yeah, Lots of people are evaluating whether this is the job they want This is the life they want And they've decided, no, we're going in another direction I think
1: that this is going to be a good thing That comes out of the pandemic I think the mental health of people Will be in a much better place Hopefully, we will see a difference in our little enclave of Rogers Park. More people around. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll have an impact on crime. Maybe you'll see more local economic investment. Before we went to do this podcast in our mobile office, we went over and got some nice Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And Sandeep can coffee, right? Sandeep was the one that popped for it this time. So I'm very grateful to you for this uh, refreshing (laughs) hot cup of coffee in our office on the go. But that's just, uh, seriously, I I think these are changes for the better. That said, am I going to see you in a little miniature camper? Are you going to do that? Are you going to try to experiment with that? You could probably build a cubicle in your basement, right? Sure.
2: Garage, basement. I could, if I really put my mind to it, I could do it. I always love to travel. So Mm -hmm. the idea that I could spend... I don't know, six months in a new place and live cheaply and still work and enjoy the, all of the economic benefits of working in a white-collar job. Absolutely.
1: You just made me think of this. On the downside is mm-hmm. having a little mobile office, having your enclave brings you into the community, but just as well, I guess you could creatively say... It
2: takes you out of it too, yeah. Yeah,
1: you could set up shop in some little town God knows where. Yeah. Where the cost of living is low.
2: I think what you're seeing right now is the the idea that geography is important for work, mm-hmm. right? If you wanted to work in finance, New York was the place to be. If you wanted to work in tech, it was San Francisco. But now you don't have to anymore. You could be anywhere and be an investor. You could program or write code in any part of the world. I and mean, you're going to see more and more of these jobs travel in that sense and you aren't tied to any geography. I think that's a good thing. Cities will get less expensive as more people choose to live in your neighborhoods. There's going to be some heartache here as well with this new remote world.
1: Let's leave it at that. Uh, Sandeep gets the last word on this one, guys. So, Sandeep, any final last word to sign off for us?
2: Um, if you're good at what you do, then geography is no limit. Enjoy the new Freedom folks. <laughs> I guess.
1: All right, folks. You heard it here. I'm Marty McCormack.
2: And I'm Sandeep Kopal. signing up from the mobile office.
1: Thank you for listening. For more information about
0: this show or a transcript, visit martinmccormack.com. While there, sign up for our newsletter. See you next time on Strung Out. It's so, so wrong. It's pain we feel. Makes no sense at all. A swan song. Part of the deal was no good call, giving no our choice, giving no st-